tell you what, you know what it is? It is the first Friday of the year. Welcome to 2024. This is the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. I'm Steve Casillo, and you are you. As we do every Friday, here he is right over there, Philip Washington Jr. First of all, before we get into our, our topic, uh, did you have a good, a good New Year? I had a great New Year. It was super fun. Okay. The highlight of your New Year in, in, in 10 words or less. Uh, spending it with my family. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Uh, we barely got to spend time with our family. My, my son flew in from Denver for New Year's Eve, at not knowing ahead of time that he was flying in. Uh, we booked. Yeah, but yeah, shocked him with it. Yeah, surprised him with it. Well, no, he shows. He sh- we knew he was coming, but um, it, it was. Oh, you're here. We're glad to see you. We're going out of town. <laughs> so, oh, and can you watch the dogs? <laughs> so, uh, oh man, Daniel. Thank you for watching the dogs while mom and I went out and partied in New Braunfels. But, right, that's funny. So today's topic, I don't even know what the topic title is, but uh, I, I would assume it's called looking into the future. Yeah, or maybe let's say pricing pricing your purchasing power in homes. Pricing your purchasing power in homes. I love the alliteration in that, purchasing power. And you came up with a graph which which looks pretty daunting, looks but pretty nerdy, right? But it 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 at least told me that all right. Let's start with a base price and look into our crystal ball with a variety of investments. Yeah. So it, go ahead and uh, go ahead and explain that. Uh, so so when when you're in, it's a, it's a you know I love Bible verses, right? A rich man builds his house on a rock. A poor man builds his house on sand. Yeah. So. Financially, you you have to build your asset allocation or how you allocate money based on some foundational assumption of purchasing power, right? Because investing is saying, I want to send my money to the future and I want to be able to buy at least what I can buy today or more, right? And so most people use the assumptions of purchasing power as like government data. Government says inflation is whatever. And they project that out. Well, past performance doesn't equal future performance, so you really can't use that. You have to you have to calculate what you think it's going to be based on like your analysis, and then you just got to be leery of like you know every everybody's going to give numbers based on their own self interest, right? Rightfully so, right? If you ask me how good of a basketball player I am, I'm going to tell you like I can beat everybody, right? Because it's my perspective. That's confidence. That's confidence, right? And so so I'm saying it to say. You can't just use the government inflation rates from my perspective to to project out what you think purchasing power is going to be because their numbers also only considering consumer goods, right? It's not in consuming. It's not considering asset inflation, right? Which asset inflation is what we're really living through specifically like, yeah, asset inflation because um, um, in homes being a big component. So the reason why I use the average price of a home is if you, you can go to any time period across any country, no matter what they're doing with the currency. And you could say, all right, uh, um, it, what's the average What's the average home price uh, in that area? And then if you convert net worths to average home prices, um, you get a better example of like regular purchasing power and regular uh, or, or relative purchasing power and relative wealth. And so I just did that calculation 
today and priced, all right, what's the average home price I think going to grow over the next decade? And I use that as my baseline for like how I'm going to outlay money in investing. So let's start with the baseline of 2023, the average U.S. home price and how that will compare 10 years from now to 2032. So I, so I have the average U.S. home price now is about 513000 right? And I expect that to grow at 11% a year uh, for the next decade or so. Um, so the average home price will be about $1.5 million in a decade from now. And people go, well, that sounds like a lot. But I'm like, well, but like 513000 average home, right, in the, in the 70s used to cost what? I mean, what, what, uh, what was the average home price when you first bought your very first When I home? bought my first home in 1987 was 99000 Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, <laughs> and, 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 and so the, the level of money printing is getting more pronounced like every year to save an indebted system. So like that's super reasonable over the next decade. And I got to tell you, in 1987, 99000 was a lot of money, right? Was a lot of it money. Was a lot well, of money. because. I was in my 20s. I was making probably $10 an hour in my my job and um But that was like that was comfortable, right? 10 bucks an hour went further back then, didn't oh, it? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I I remember when uh the the guy who was my best man in my wedding, uh he moved to Northern California and it was the first time I had ever heard anyone buy a home for over $250,000. And I called him up and I said, by the way, congratulations. By the way, your home is a quarter of a million dollars. And he, he's like, you know, in that same uh, that same realm of, oh, my gosh, this is horribly expensive and I'm not even sure I can afford it. But yeah, and uh, I I. I don't even know what the home is worth now. It's probably two million. Yeah, yeah, but crazy, right? But 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 <laughs> but, but same thing with this. And so so when you're investing, and I did this because I have clients that are saying, "Hey, Philip, my savings account is paying five percent, right? Or bonds are paying four percent. Five percent is huge. Five percent is a lot of money." I was like, "Okay, well let's." I say, "Let's assume you went and bought a four year, uh, a ten year bond, right? You gave the government your bond, your money." You gave them 513000 and they paid you 4% a year for the next decade, right? You'll have 744000 right? But what is the average price of a home in 10 years based on this thing? Well, $1.5 So you can buy, like, your purchasing power got chopped in half, right? You have more money. Right. You have more dollars in your account, but the dollars don't matter. Like, what matters is, like, what it can purchase. So that's why you want to do the conversion. So it it seems it seems wise to and and, and 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 it seems like like it's not a risk to invest in savings account but i was like no like like risk is losing purchasing power period that's the risk like risk is do you keep pace with the purchasing power if you don't that's risky so bonds and savings accounts are like one of the most risky things you can invest in from this point over the long term from my perspective based on the math Right. So if I recall the average rate of inflation, isn't that around seven percent? Uh, for for this for this year? For oh, the, just for this year? Okay. Yeah, it was somewhere around that for this. I don't I don't know the numbers. I on purpose so, don't really look at those numbers. Okay, because I know that that you're you're also about not only keeping up with, but you got to at least beat it. Beating inflation. Yeah, because Be- I mean you. 
you can have your your salary and it's increased by 2% each year which means your salary is actually going down because you're not keeping up with inflation. And that's why so many people are stressed out and worried because they're going, oh, I need to get paid more. And I'm like, yeah, like you're you're blaming politicians, but it's like it's it's not any one politician's fault, right? It's the system's way too indebted, right? It's, uh, you know, uh, innovation is bringing down the cost of everything. It's It's changing everything. If you were in a job, that now it's going to get replaced by AI and you haven't skilled up, right? That's going to be less purchasing power. You know, like, you know, it's going to be a, a slowed down growth, right? That brings down rates that lets people borrow money to go buy more real estate or invest in things in the future. And so like if, if you're on the wrong side of that change, then you lose purchasing power, right? So you, right. so from a basic standpoint, make sure your income keeps pace at 11% a year core foundationally, so, right? I, I, I digress. We went off in the weeds. I apologize. But that was important. And, and, no, that was yeah. important. Yeah. But uh, I know you were a man of of uh, loving the the uh, the new technology, including digital currency. And how does that play out with uh, purchasing power? Yeah. So I I also looked at I said Bitcoin. Let's look at Bitcoin. If you invested five hundred thirteen thousand in Bitcoin, and I use a conservative estimation of what I expect Bitcoin to grow by thirty nine percent a year for the next decade. That. 513,000 at that rate grows to 13 million, right? Basically in a decade, in a decade, which means like you can buy nine homes, right? So your, so your relative purchasing power got nine times better. And so it's an example of people say, um, well, that's risky. I'm like, nah, like what's risky is purchasing power. Like to me, if you under, if like what's risky is like not understanding where the future is going. Right. And then not positioning according to it. And again, what I'm, I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying put all your money in Bitcoin, but I'm saying you need to look for investment opportunities that are uh, that you understand that are priced to give you a at return that's better than purchasing power. So that that way you grow your money to where you can buy more homes in a, in a decade um, relative to the currency that your money is priced in. A diversified account. A diversified account of bets that are overall Cal- doing better than 11% a year. And calculated. And I mean, calculated. These are calculated risks. Cal- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you just go buy a bunch of Dogecoin and you don't know what you're doing, right, <laughs> it's priced maybe to do better, but will it, right? So that's, that's where you got you, – you, like as an investor, you're more like an underwriter. You're like an insurance actuary, yeah. right? You're going big returns, high probability – Right, I'm taking it and and I'm buying it, you know, taking advantage of the market's emotions around looking at everything as risky. Not everything is risky, right? I'm going to underwrite wise risk, and then I'm going to deal with the volatility, so I can and I get to the other side and I collect the premiums along the along the way. If someone wanted to reach out to Philip Washington Jr. to talk about purchasing power or probabilities or returns or uh, or risk. Any of that nerd stuff. Yeah. How can they reach out to you? Best way is StonehillWealthManagement.com or you can go read my newsletter, WealthBuildingMadeSimple.us, the paid newsletter to get this detailed, good analysis. Uh, so, yeah, check it out. That 
is Philip Washington, Jr. That is a 10-minute nugget of information. We do this every Friday. Philip, have a great weekend. Let's do it again next week. Thanks, Steve. You too. We appreciate you listening to the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. By the way, if you own a business and you are interested in being a part of the Consumer Advice Series, if you have the knowledge to give information in 10-minute increments to the consumers, shoot me an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is info at aboutmansfield.com. We'll tell you how we can get you all set up. Appreciate it. We do it again next week right here on the podcast.